Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us for another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. We are excited to chat today couple of productivity hacks. We know that this is a conversation that's been had on this show and in a lot of places, but sometimes we get in a rut, I feel like, with dreading some task or not being as productive as we like. But I think especially going into a new season, kids are going back to school, we're heading into fall. I feel like with every season, there's kind of a different shift into how we get stuff done. And so maybe hearing the things that we do to be most productive, you can kind of steal something and tweak it to work for you. So we're each going to share three today and use them. Let us know how you use them and let us know your own favorite productivity hack. I want to hear it over on Instagram. Make sure you're tagging us at Boss Project. Share it on stories. Tag us in your feed. We will see it and we want to know what you're doing to stay productive. Yeah. So I want to start by talking a little bit about why self-care has to be more important than your workday, which sounds like the opposite, but I promise you when you prioritize it, you get more done every single time. So something I started doing at the beginning of the year was exercising every single day, which I know for a lot of people sounds unrealistic or crazy. We've all been there, all made the excuses. But I promised myself, if I just do 30 minutes, then I can move on with my day. So instead of doing, you know, I used to do like, maybe occasionally, I'd work out two or three days a week, but I would do like an hour or an hour and a half and it would be more intense. But the idea of doing these 30 minute workouts every day felt a little more doable and I didn't get as overwhelmed by them. And I started doing that. And that meant in a lot of cases, I was starting work later than I had previously because you get up, you get dressed to go exercise, you exercise. And we all know as women, it's not just 30 minutes. You have to go then shower and then you have wet hair or you don't or whatever. Like if you have anything else to do today, there's a lot more involved after working out than 
just the 30 minute workout. But by doing that first, even if it meant pushing back everything else I did, I tend to be more productive in the morning, but still maybe starting an hour later than I would have before. I get more done in those first couple of hours because I'm awake. I got my energy going. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people forget, especially those of us who do work from home, set our own hours and get to choose this lifestyle that you don't have to start at a certain time. You get to pick and you starting at 9 or 10 a.m. because you're doing something for yourself and really productive in the morning for your body. That's not being lazy or starting work late or whatever. Like you're working. (laughs) Take care of yourself. One of mine is kind of similar to that, but in a little bit of a different regard. So along the same lines of sometimes we convince ourselves that not working, whatever we're doing when we're not working equals lazy or not being productive or not checking stuff off of our list, that can get really, really harmful. And it's landed a lot of people I know, like close friends of mine, literally in the hospital for overworking themselves or a lowered immune system or extra stress or whatever. And so sometimes you don't know that that's the biggest risk until that starts happening to you, but I don't want you to go down that path. So for example... One of my favorite things to do is listen to podcasts. And I have a ton of true crime, murdery podcasts loaded up on my phone. What's your top three? Okay, top three, my favorite murder, crime junkie, and criminal. Love them. So one of my favorite things about specifically criminal and crime junkie is that they're shorter episodes. My favorite murder sometimes is like an hour and a half. And so like I might not even finish an episode in one setting, but crime junkie is about 35, 40 minutes. And if you fast forward through commercials, it's more on the like 28 minute realm. And then criminal is even shorter. It's like 18 minutes, 22 minutes, stuff like that. So I know that if I need to just shut my brain off for a second or think about nothing, those are really quick episodes to play. So it's not going to eat up my entire day or get me like, you know, that feeling where you're like, I'm just going to watch one episode of Friends. And then you're like seven episodes deep and you don't know how fast time goes because it is borderline. You could be sitting on the couch forever watching a show. So whatever your 30 minute task is, and this is outside of your lunch break, you can also listen on your lunch break, but I want you to do this in addition to that. Put a pause, go for a walk, listen to parts of an audiobook. listen to a 30 minute podcast, watch one episode of The Office, like very quick things, but put a pin in it and then come back to your work. Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting because I tend to not work well with any sort of distraction. And if I paused to do stuff like that, other than maybe lunch, like a hard stop for lunch and like relaxing for 30 minutes. Other than that, if I did more than that, I could get very easily off track. But you have to know yourself and how you handle it. So I mean, I get my time to listen to a podcast while I'm running or lifting weights, and then I'm ready to go. I already had that kind of me time. And I'm excited about getting started. I take multiple me times. (laughs) You go, girl. You do it. I would say the next thing that has really helped me be more productive is adding more structure to my day, even though I work from home. And specifically adding hard start and end times to my day. Now, those are not the same every day. I don't like say I work from eight to five. That's not how this works for me. But I look at my calendar every day. 
which I know sounds, I don't know, some people. I look at my calendar multiple times yeah. a day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I have a calendar on my phone and we have a family calendar, a dry erase family calendar in the kitchen. And then I have a separate work strategy calendar in my office. I love calendars. So I look at my calendar every day and I specifically look the night before or the morning of to kind of get a grasp on, okay, these are the kind of top things that I have going on in terms of meetings or in terms of places I have to show up, right? That's what the calendar serves for me. And then I know on top of that, what are the other things I need to get done? I can then decide right then the night before, like, when am I going to get up based on that information? When am I going to exercise? When am I actually going to start work and have like a target time for that? And then I get to look forward to a target in time as well. So 98% of the time around here, we don't really work past 3, 3.30 intentionally. We're fried after four or five hours of intense work. And so that's all we need to be doing. Because we're super productive on the hours that we are working. Yeah. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I could sit around and pretend to work for three more hours, but it's yeah, not going to be effective I have any part of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of my other things, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I really feel like this is something that people just don't tap into enough. It's knowing when you do certain tasks best. I think part of this has to do with knowing yourself and like trial and error, like setting up a meeting for 7 a.m. and realizing you never want to set meetings at 7 a.m. Or maybe that's your thing, right? So sometimes you just have to make mistakes until you know for sure. But I think sometimes this goes back to what I was saying earlier, that we forget that we can set these boundaries in our own business. So like if you don't want to take meetings past or before a certain time, edit your Calendly or your scheduling link that you send out. If you have a team, like we have a big team, right? And I have Abby here and I have other people within our company, but they know that if Emily has writing to do, she has to have time in the mornings blocked off to do that. And so when there's like a big launch coming up or promotion or something where I know we have a lot of emails that need to be written or sales page copy, they will like, know that I'm blocking off multiple hours for multiple mornings to get that done. And that's totally fine. And they also know we can only do so many podcast interviews in a day or lives or whatever. So I think being aware of yourself of what you can handle and really, really, really setting boundaries on when those things get scheduled. There are so many times where I hear from friends of mine who are just like, oh, I'm so irritated. I have all these meetings in the morning and I really needed to get this done. It's your own business. You made that happen. Reschedule, cancel, edit your link. Like you have to be firm about stuff like that. Yeah. So my last one, I think it's important enough that we both should talk about it from our own perspective. And that's talking about the environment in which you work best in. Mm -hmm. Now, I tend to work best pretty much across the board, regardless of what I'm doing in complete silence, (laughs) which by the way, it's really hard to come by in this day and age. Like someone's got a TV on or they're mowing the lawn or they're... I would throw a TV out if it were on during my work day. Oh. That would irritate me a lot. I mean, it's not not here, but like if you were attempted to like go to a coffee shop or like a sports bar or something like... A sports bar? (laughs) I have tried just about everything, girlfriend. That does not work for me. I will tell you what. What works for me is seclusion and, (laughs) you know, a little essential oils going in the background. And I need to not be bothered. And sometimes that also means not only setting up my physical environment to be best, but also the digital one that surrounds all of that too, like turning off notifications, muting my computer, all of that. I also try to 
I didn't do this before, but I work on different tasks in different places in my home, which sounds a little quirky, but it happened after I was in a car accident because I physically get uncomfortable sitting at my desk for as long as I was sitting at my desk. And so I try to really only take meetings at my desk or record podcasts at my desk. And pretty much the rest of the time, I'm going to be as comfortable as I can be not because I'm being lazy or any of that stuff, but so I'm not distracted by the fact that my shoulder is bothering me or that my back hurts. I can just focus on work. And if I feel uncomfortable, then that's a sign to me that I need to get up and stretch or like go get some water or go to the bathroom or whatever. Well, and my take on this is a little bit different. It's it's the same result, but a little bit different. So there are some things in your business that like, you have to do or reoccurring or whatever that you really love to do and that some of them you really hate to do. And there are also instances that are just completely neutral, but maybe you just have a luxury of changing your environment. So let me give you an example. We host virtual summits, right? You guys should know this. Boss Project Summit, we're on our third one. Everything's great. We love it. One of the very cool things about that week is that there's a lot of people coming and watching sessions. And then we chat with those people and it gets like kind of overwhelming and stressful. We're moderating a lot of sessions. We're literally like at our computer from 9 a.m. till 3 or 4 p.m., which is never a thing during our normal work days. So it's a lot. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot. Well, I get to look forward to these things because I change my environment. So instead of sitting at my desk from that time when I'm moderating sessions, what I love to do is like pretend like I'm having a work sleepover and I like get fresh clean sheets and get in my PJs and get my laptop and I get snacks and coffee and all the things and literally like snuggle in bed and work from my laptop. And one of the only times that I'm working from bed is during summit times. So I've now like associated that kind of stressful time with something really comfortable and relaxing. And so it changes, like I'm literally excited about doing it. So if you have that, maybe like when we used to do our own books or we as in Abby used to do our own books, she would do them every month. If that's a thing that like kind of causes you stress and it's annoying to you, maybe you do it from bed. Maybe you do it from outside or by the pool. Maybe you go to a coffee shop and do it. And that's like your only kind of instance where you completely change your environment and your literal level of comfort to do this thing that's kind of gruesome. And it might like actually get you excited about it. Yeah. I mean, if sometimes to me, it's not even necessarily changing the environment, but building in rewards. Like, yeah, if I finish this one thing, then I can go refill my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. 100%. I, know, I know that sounds a little over the top, but your inner child will thank you for this. And it doesn't always have to be food, by the way. Like it can right. be... There's things like I want to work on more clay stuff. And so I'm like, write down my post-it stuff. And I'm like, okay, when I get this stuff done, like I can take a break and go make something. And then I can finish this last thing or whatever. But I think giving yourself those little milestones. It doesn't always have to be when you finish your to-do list, you have more stuff to do. Like it can be completely different and outside of work. And I do want to mention on top of all these other things, it is okay, especially if you set an end time. If you did not finish what you said you were going to finish and that end time approaches, you can still stop. There's plenty of times where I have either overestimated or underestimated how long something would take me. And then I'm out of time. And it's like, 
is this really that important? Like yesterday, I was working on something and it's like, I need to get this to our ads team. It's important that they have it. It's also important that our graphic designer has it so she can do this. But really, the only piece that's important is the copy. I can change the design up until the day before we launch and it affects no one. So I was like, prioritize this piece of this aspect of it. And the other part, while important, is just... It'll happen when it happens. Yep, 100%. So hopefully this gives you guys some new, fresh ideas on what to mix up, what to do differently, how to look at different tasks. I think that coming from two people who are very into working less, working smarter, not harder, and who very much from the very beginning of business like established that for us, we didn't want to work nights and weekends. That might be like your only opportunity to work, but regardless of what that looks like, you can still interject a couple of quirky productivity hacks for you to not only get more done, because that's not really the purpose of this conversation. I'm not like, get all of the things done. It's really like, get stuff done and also be relaxed and chill and happy. And so whatever version of that is for you, really sit and think about that and interject some new ways in your environment, on your workspace, the order that you do stuff, the boundaries that you need to set, really check in with yourself and see if there's anything needing to be changed. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.